0: Hello, everyone. We have Chloe Safiri on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Chloe, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like with your story.
1: Awesome. Hello, everyone. Um, Yes, I am Chloe Safiri. I am um, a wife. My husband's name is Adam, and we have been married for almost four years now, Um, I am a mama, I have a um, angel baby Adeline, who I'll be talking about a lot today. Um, I have a rainbow baby Enzo, (laughs) who is a crazy child, but he is such a a ball of sunshine. And then we currently, um, we are foster parents, and we currently have one foster child. Um, with us, and, and if I refer to him today, I will be referring to him as T. I can't disclose his full name, but um, so yeah, I'm a wife, I'm a mama, and I'm actually um, a co-founder of the Adeline Rose Foundation, with, which is a nonprofit, a 501c3. Um, we have launched about six months ago um, and serve local families in our community that have pregnancy or infant loss um so a little bit about where this all began um about three years ago um my husband and i were not really trying to get pregnant at all Um, we had been married for about a year and Um, I was off birth control and we kind of just felt like, you know, whatever happens, happens, but we weren't necessarily trying. Um, and then one night it was in June of 2017, I had a dream that I was pregnant and I woke up, we were supposed to leave on a family vacation that day and Adam was at work. We were going to leave as soon as he got home. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to go take a pregnancy test and and see if this dream is true. Like, I don't think it is, um, but it it could be. So I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And then I took another one and it was positive. And um, we were just super excited. Uh, we We told our family and friends, we were literally like, over the moon. Um, we had been living in like a smaller condo. Um, and we decided that we needed to, to buy a house and move closer to our family and friends. We'd been living about an hour away at that point. Um, so we started that process. We had definitely like just embraced becoming parents um, from the, the minute we saw that positive pregnancy test. Um, so I had a super smooth pregnancy until it wasn't, um, I, I did have morning sickness, but, um, Adeline, we found out we were having a baby girl and did a huge gender reveal party. And, um, that was one of our favorite memories. Um, it was just a really, really special time finding out we were having a little girl. Um, so we found out we were having a girl, and I was definitely having the morning sickness. But other than that, she was perfectly healthy, growing right, right on on track. And um, then a little, a little bit into my second trimester, um, I was about seventeen weeks pregnant. I had started like just randomly one day not feeling well. It, um, wasn't, it didn't seem to be pregnancy related. It was more of like a cold or, um, something going on physically. I was getting, I was having some sort of sickness. And so I, I tried to fight it off, but then I started getting some fevers. And, um, my husband had said, all right, honey, like this, well, let's just get you checked out. And I totally agreed because it wasn't just me, it was me and a baby now. And um, I was pretty sick. So we went to the emergency room and they ended up admitting me. Um, they, They didn't know what was wrong. They were all, everyone was kind of confused at what was going on, but they knew my blood work looked a little off um, and they were just concerned because I was um, 17 weeks pregnant. So we ended up getting admitted and um, the next week was just an absolute, I mean, blur, uh, nightmare. I mean, just, it was extremely just rough and crazy and unexpected. Um, so we were in the hospital for about two days. I was having every sort of test done, all of the blood work done, and no one still knew what was going on with me, why I was so sick, why I had these fevers, why I had such bad um, nausea and achiness and weakness. There was a point where they thought I might have had malaria. There was a point that they thought um, I got bit by a tick and had a rare infection from a tick. Um, But the infectious disease doctor we worked with was absolutely amazing. I will never forget him. Um, And he, I remember him coming up to me in the hospital and just like holding my hand and saying, I have two daughters of my own. Like We are going to make sure you and your baby girl are healthy and I'm going to do everything I can um so he was on the phone with doctors all over the country trying to figure this out and um um, and and then the third day i hadn't i hadn't had any ultrasounds i hadn't um heard adeline's heartbeat and i was starting to be like you know what i want to i really need to hear this i was starting to get um kind of upset that we hadn't checked and I knew that obviously I was, you know, they were looking at me as their patient, but I always had her (laughs) and everyone had her in, in their minds, but, um, I kind of demanded to have, um, either just listen to her heartbeat or have an ultrasound. So they ended up bringing the fetal Doppler in, um, one night and, they they the nurse was like all right we're gonna do just look for her heartbeat and we had heard her heartbeat when we went in um the few days earlier and everything sounded good and um when we went to listen to it the second time the nurse came in and she was having some trouble um but she said you know it's it it could be you know you're you're 17 weeks maybe she's just busting around in there um let's get the ultrasound machine so then the ultrasound machine um and the tech came in and they tried to um tried to find the heartbeat and and see her heartbeat on the ultrasound and that is when I mean we we were we knew our world was forever going to be changed um we saw our little baby there on the ultrasound machine and there was no heartbeat. And, um, it was literally the most earth shattering thing that you can ever go through. And, um, I just remember feeling like the world was kind of like crashing down. Um, and then the doctor, Adam and I were just holding each other, like crying and the doctor, you know, gave us some time and, but then kind of was like, all right, so we have, you know, some, some decisions we need to make at this point, um, as far as how we want to, you know, do you want to deliver Adeline? Um, you're pretty far to do um, anything else at this point, so um, I think delivery would be our best option, and I just remember being like, just so overwhelmed and like wanting to have like a minute before even thinking about that. But then also thinking, how am I going to deliver my baby into this world when she's not alive? Like I didn't know if I had the strength in me to do that. Um, So he said, listen, you guys can take some time. Um, You know, this isn't anything we need to do today. Um, because honestly, you're so sick at this point, it probably, it's not best for you to deliver a baby with how sick you are anyway, so that was an extremely difficult night. I remember Adam um, pushing his, the the couch in the hospital up to my bed, and we kind of made it into just, like, one big bed, and we just, like, laid there and just cried, and mourned and grieved and um held each other and i remember him saying to me um you know chloe we we can do this we can get through this like she will always be our daughter and we just always need to make sure we keep each other as a priority because this is the type of thing that breaks marriages apart child loss is so devastating and traumatic that we need to have this bring us closer um, and, and never tear us apart. So we kind of made a pact that night that we would let we would only ever let Adeline bring us closer together and and never have her loss and her death tear us apart. Um, so then that night we ended up falling asleep and. Um, I woke up in extreme pain. Um, I've never experienced anything like that before. Um, I still was having really bad fevers, but at this point, I had kind of figured that I was going into natural labor and that my body was rejecting um our daughter, and that I would be delivering her that day. But um, this was our first pregnancy and our first baby, and I didn't really know what to expect. So um, we were just on a general floor in the hospital. We weren't in um, labor and delivery. So I had kind of labored in on that floor until they were able to come get me, which seemed like forever. Um, but I just remember screaming in pain. I had no, you know, pain medication or epidural or anything like that. And everything was just happening so fast. Um, eventually, the the nurses and doctor from labor and delivery were able to come down and get us and take us up to labor and delivery, labor and delivery. And um, I delivered Adeline within probably five minutes of being, um, in that room in our room um it was you know i a part of me feels like it was like the most traumatic moment of my life um but you know when it's your child you don't want to think of that as traumatic because As traumatic as that was, it was still beautiful, and we still had our time together as a family, and I would never trade that for the world. So, as traumatic as the birth was, and You know, being told that your daughter does not have a heartbeat and going through, you know, labor, knowing that your baby is not going to be alive when she comes out, that was all traumatic, but um, the moments that we had together as a family um, after she was born and being able to physically hold her and um, love on her and cuddle her and, um, meet her, you know, was something that I am grateful for and that will always be a part of our life and our story. Um, so we had never known anyone that had, um, a stillbirth or, I mean, we, we did know people, but, we never had talked to anyone about it, and um, we were very just trying to figure everything out, so we didn't exactly know what the next steps would be, um, but we knew we had some time with her, so we had pictures taken, um, which at first I just didn't know. You, you don't know what to do when you're in that position, and um We felt very lost, you know, not only was this just so sudden with no time to plan, but it's just the exact opposite of whatever you, you know, think of when you find out you're having a baby. Um, So the doctor came in before we kind of had made any more decisions um, about, you know, what we would do with her remains as far as if we wanted to have a funeral or cremation, Um, the doctor, my my infectious disease doctor came in and just kind of broke down and started bawling and um, and lost it and just, you know, expressing how sorry he was and his condolences. Um, But then he also had said that the testing came back um, for the reason I was so sick and what ultimately impacted my daughter's life and, and why we lost her. Um, and he said that it was, I tested positive for what's called listeria, which, um, is a rare, super rare bacterial infection that can be found in food. Um, if something is cross contaminated or, um, it's a lot of you'll see it like if you're pregnant you'll know like you're not supposed to eat um like raw meat or like raw like anything that's not cleaned um and the craziest part about all of that was is i feel like a lot of people don't talk about that as much but for some reason from the very beginning of my pregnancy i was so crazy about this um people in my family would laugh at me because they would be like hey do you want um you know, a ham and cheese, and I'd be like, no, like, I can't have that, and they're like, well, what if we, like, you know, heat up the ham, or I'm like, no, I will not, I was just so crazy about what, you know, I put into my body while I was pregnant, so to find out that that's, you know, what ultimately made me so sick and caused my daughter um, to die was just very, very hard, and I am I am just so thankful to this day for my husband, because I remember being in the the hospital room and just losing it and feeling this huge wave of like guilt and responsibility just come over me and saying to him, like, what did I do to my daughter? And he just said, Chloe, like nothing, never say that. Never, ever blame yourself. Um, This was totally out of your control. And something so rare that happened and it you know he just really really helped me through because it was super hard and I still of course deal with that guilt and you know what if and where you know just wanting to know where I got it but I've I've gotten a lot better being able to let that part of everything go and not letting that consume consume Adeline's story and our story and um and our life so after you know we had found out kind of the cause of death and what happened um we were then taking action to figure out what we would do with our daughter and her remains um again a super super confusing thing for families um, when you were not expecting to, to lose your child it is so overwhelming and so unbelievably crazy to try to figure out what the next steps are. Um, we kind of asked a social worker to help us um, and she reached out to a local funeral home and we decided to have our daughter cremated and, um, and to just kind of be, have everything done simply. And um, we had to go. I we ended up getting discharged. I got discharged from the hospital about a day and a half later. Um, because as soon as I delivered Adeline and I started, they found out what was wrong, and I started getting on the correct medication. I started feeling a lot better. Um, so after we left the hospital a few days later, um, the same day actually, we picked up our daughters. Um, Ashes at the funeral home and um, and something that like really kind of changed another thing that kind of changed our life um, was Adam went to pay for the cremation, and we didn't know what the any of this would cost we were you know we had no clue um, but financially we were in a, a space where we weren't really worried we were willing to to pay whatever. But Adam's sister had said, "There is no way I am allowing you to pay for this. Please, like, let me pay for, you know, for the cremation." And that stuck with us. We thought, just that—I don't know—that that gesture was just something that we would we never forgot, and um, ultimately led us to opening our nonprofit. Um, but. I'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> but um yeah, that same day we we picked up Adeline's ashes and then we went home to Reading and we actually closed on our home, our first home that same day, um, and started moving in. Um, our family and friends like rallied around us. I was still like sick, basically like on bed rest, still could barely walk at this point. Um, and our my sisters and our our moms and um, family friends everyone like came and packed up our condo and moved us home to Reading and as sad as it was because we had thought you know this would be the home we would raise our daughter in it was also something that kind of lifted our spirits and, and brought us happiness to have this new home. And, um, we always viewed it, you know, as Adeline kind of gave us that push to buy a new home and to settle down and, and to come back to like our roots and to our family. Um, so, so we got settled and over the next couple of months, um, I was still kind of recovering, having doctor's appointments. Um, and the doctor, our our gynecologist, had, had said, you know, in three or four months you are able to start trying again. And we didn't know, we didn't know when we wanted to, um, but we definitely just were we were still grieving. But um, at the same time, we just were so so wanting a baby in our arms. And it like when you lose that baby and you have a baby in your arms that you can't take home it's almost like your arms like physically like ache, like you physically just have this like ache to, to hold your baby. And so we had, again, kind of just said, okay, like we're not going to try, like say we're trying, but like, if it happens, it happens. Um, The same time we were doing that, we had, decided that we were going to become foster parents, which is something we had talked about since we we had started, um, we had gotten married, and even before that, how we could see ourselves possibly, you know, fostering or adopting children um, in the future. And so, as we were sort of not not trying, kind of trying, we um, also got um, to become certified foster parents, and we went through that approval process. Um, But again, I quickly got pregnant, Um, so three months after we lost Adeline, um, I became pregnant again, and um, pregnancy after loss is, (laughs) for those of you who have experienced that, know how difficult that is, too. just navigating so many, so many emotions. Um, And just honestly, I took Enzo, my son, our rainbow baby. I took his pregnancy just day by day, sometimes like hour by hour. Um, The anxiety and um, and guilt and just fear kind of, I, I tried not to let it consume me, but it definitely, definitely played a huge part in those nine months um but thankfully we welcomed our sweet crazy funny silly baby boy into the world um and we just feel you know so so blessed to have him in our our lives and he just brings so much so much joy and so much laughter to us and um and yeah he's completely changed our life just like his sister did um so He had, you know, uh, we had a great pregnancy with him and um, he has been super healthy and happy. And around when he turned nine months old, we decided, okay, um, you know, we have this this license to foster and we feel like we've kind of figured out this parenting thing at this point. Um, We're pretty well adjusted. So let's let's foster. Let's welcome some other kids babies into our home who who need some love right now and who need a safe home so um we received our first placement um in june of 2019 and um we've been foster parents since then and our first foster kiddo we had actually has returned um to us and we are just living life right now and with two boys and, um, and really just trying to um, walk through our life, continuing to carry um, Adeline in our hearts and honor her every day, um, do our best to be good parents to these boys. And um, also, we launched a nonprofit. Um so, in Adeline's honor, we knew we we wanted to help families. we wanted to um, honor as many babies as we could that were gone too soon. Um, we had been very open about our loss um, really from the beginning, but even as time went on, I found us becoming even more open about um, losing Adeline and wanted to help other families. So um, we decided to launch the Adeline Rose Foundation in September um, on her birthday and um, raise money to help families pay for funeral and cremation costs, just like Adam's sister helped us. Um, We don't think any family should ever have to pay a penny to bury or cremate their child, Um, There's so much grief and devastation going on already that uh, any financial strain or any financial burden at all, uh, we are very passionate about taking that away. And we're also so passionate about letting families and helping families honor their babies through sharing their stories on our um, Instagram and Facebook and getting together and having different events Um, for families to to talk to one another and to talk about their babies together. Um, We send care packages to families um, in our local area um, to kind of provide them some comfort after a loss and and have been working really closely with local hospitals and funeral homes to kind of advocate for families and have um, as much taken off of them during the time of a loss and and to provide them with as much support as we can during the time of a loss um, because we know how much that meant to us how much um, our family and friends their support and the support of the doctors and the nurses at the hospital um, meant to us so that's kind of why we decided to do this we wanted adeline's legacy to live on and we wanted to um, help others in her name Um, we never wanted um, any anything, not negative, but we just always wanted Adeline and her story to be a light to other people. And um, of course, it's, it's sad. I mean, it's the loss of our child. It's, it's the most devastating thing you can experience. But we, we did want her light that we know she was the most beautiful baby we've ever seen. And we wanted her light to shine on to other people um, long after she was gone. Um, So it's been, it's been a journey. Um, We're still forever going to be grieving. We're forever going to be missing our daughter. Um, But if you are, new in this um, loss journey and in your grief process, or even if you've been in it for a while, um, some things that I feel like have really helped us kind of go through this together and um, continue to smile and (laughs) wake up in the morning and kind of show up the best way we can um, and honor our daughter the best way we can, was just honestly being open with our story and um, talking about her and letting our family and friends know, like, it's okay to talk about her. Like, we, you know, I've talked to a lot of families and especially spouses and um, and parents of women who have had miscarriages um, or stillbirths or infant loss. and. So many people say that they want to be strong for, for their loved one. And I always tell them, like, that is so beautiful, and I know where you're coming from. I understand that. But also know it's okay to be open and, and tell them that you're hurting too. Because so many times when people would say that to me after we lost Adeline, it made me feel like, okay it actually validated my my sadness and my grief um when you know a sister or a parent or adam would come up to me and like cry it it didn't make me feel good of course but it made me feel like yes like they're crying and they're sad because my daughter meant so much to them just like she meant so much to me so I always tell people that being open has really helped us. Adam being so open with me, honestly, I, I think our story would be so different had had Adam been different. Um, he just is amazing. And there would be days where he would just start crying and I would kind of be comforting him. And there were other days where I would just lose it or we would lose it together. Um, but I just never felt alone. And that really, really, I think is why we're at the place we are today and our marriage is strong and we're able to help other families that are going through this. Um, Honestly, so much of it is because of him and his strength. Oh, I can't even talk about him without crying. Um, Yeah, just really, really lucky to have him and... Uh, Our kids are all so lucky to have him. He's just a really great guy. Uh, um, Another thing that has really uh, helped us through the grief process would just be continuing to parent our daughter, even though she's not with us. So celebrating those um, birthdays and, you know, saying her name and talking about her and Doing little things in her memory and um, and just honoring her every day um, that's helped us a lot. And then the final thing is finding that community. Um, if you have a community, embrace them. Um, talking with other parents who have lost a child. I can't tell you how much this has helped. Um, knowing you're not alone. And if you don't have a community, um, you're always welcome to hop onto our Facebook page and just send me a message or, um, obviously Shelly is, ha, has formed such a beautiful community with sharing everyone's stories. Um, but just kind of leaning into other others that have kind of walked this journey. And, um, especially in the beginning of my journey, I remember following some other mamas who had lost um babies a few years before I had and just seeing that they were they were smiling and that they genuinely seemed happy was always sort of like gave me some hope um so surround yourself with people that love you and support you and and want to honor your child and and that give you some hope um So yeah, that, that's kind of our story. That's where we're at, um, today. And I know it's going to continue and our story will continue to evolve and change. But one thing that will always stay is just our love for our daughter. And, um, we just will never, ever forget all of the gifts that she has given us and all of the light that she has brought to our lives.
0: What you are doing is so amazing and so cool. And I just appreciate you for jumping on and sharing your story. Um, you already gave so much advice, so I don't even feel like I need to ask you my ending question. i <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I love it. You gave so many tidbits and I really appreciate it. But if somebody wants to reach out to you, because I know you have multiple platforms, mm-hmm. what would be the best way? Um, so if you want to check
1: out our foundation, Instagram, um, we have an Instagram and a Facebook, so it's just at Adeline Rose Foundation. So, um, A-D-A-L-Y-N Rose Foundation. Um, and that's on Facebook and Instagram. Um, just, yeah, give me, give me a like and and send me a message. I'd be more than happy to talk to you. And then if you just want my personal, um, Instagram, that's Chloe Safiri. C H
0: L O E C I F E R R I. Awesome. I'll go ahead and I'll link those in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for jumping on this morning and sharing Adeline's story and just what you guys are doing with your nonprofit as well. It's just so cool.
1: Thank you so much, Shelly. I appreciate um, everything you do for this community so, so much. And you are amazing and talk about letting families honor their babies. You are doing just that. So we appreciate you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. All right, Chloe, yeah. we will chat soon. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. bye